Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new season of Tao Talks. I'm your host, Calm Sword, here with Redrix, and I'm very excited as our community seems to be growing. We're getting into a new phase of Tao discussions. Along with Lore, we will now be dedicating the last half of most of the episodes to a series of discussions and conversation. So, without much more ado, uh, today we are going to be talking about drones and the implication of Tao artificial intelligence in the Tao Commonwealth. So, let's jump in. Artificial intelligence. Um, it's a th throughout you know not only Warhammer forty thousand. Um, it's it's an interesting thing. Uh, it's an interesting uh, narrative hook uh, or plot device uh, that sci-fi authors have come up with, um, which is now kind of spilled over into reality. Uh, we've got you know Google creating um, and, and Tesla creating cars that will drive themselves, and it's it is uh, it's just really a fascinating subject, and I think that. As um, you know, when the Tau initially were created back in uh, 2000, uh, I think that that was on uh, kind of on everybody's mind. We we had just had um, we had just had episode one come out, and you know we had droid armies running around, and um, yeah, I think that I think that influenced 40k, and, and they gave Tau these these things called Corvessa, and Corvessa are. You know they they're very iconic. Everybody's seen them as uh, these discs. They serve a variety of different roles, from uh, marker light uh, platforms as well as shield drones, gun drones, heavy gun drones, remoras, uh, and so on and so forth. Um, as the Black Library books have kind of caught up with uh, with the times, we also have crisis as well as uh, as well as stealth battle suits have kind of internalized. Um, Iron Man-esque uh, AI, which assist the pilot uh, in a variety of different methods. So, so AI is this just a really, you know, really cool thing. But of course, let's let's work on 40Kng it up. So, to give some some uh, some of you a background, um, a really brief background of time, we have. Artificial intelligences show up in the uh, between the twenty uh third and 25th millennium of uh, of the 40k timeline now this artificial intelligence uh was called the uh, men of iron but there is also indications that potentially there was a a sub race or a lesser race called the men of stone um and these beings were created uh, at least in early 40k lore by by a, a a third race called the men of gold and we don't know anything about the men of gold originally in 40k lore uh, this was the post-human race, uh, uh, perfect genetic specimens that uh, are, are basically um, our future. Uh, before the emperor was a, a shaman-esque amalgamation of all of these different spirit things, he was originally the last man of gold. At least uh, that's what uh, the early texts indicate. So... So what happened? Um, well, in, in, in typical sci-fi fashion, uh, you know, The Matrix, Terminator, take your pick, 40K experiences uh, its own cybernetic revolt. And during this time period, the level of technology that was used by the Men of Iron to fight against, uh, and, and again, it's unclear who they were fighting against, uh, presumably humanity, uh, potentially even uh, the men of stone who might have allied with who, who might have been humanity's ally or the men of gold again we just don't know what is known is the men of iron revolted against humanity in its many forms and committed let's call it like stellar atrocities on the galaxy um entire suns were eaten uh they were throwing uh black holes at one another there are these clouds of nanites that are described as being able to eat all genetic uh, all biological life on a planet within a matter of hours 
the level of technology that humanity had at this point, um, at least from my uh, discernment from Black Li what Black Library gives us, is is at the level of honestly is at the level of Necrons, uh, potentially even uh, surpassing it in certain places. Uh, certainly, the Men of Iron uh, possess weapons that that you could call Necron esque, or even you know uh, high uh, the the old ones um, and their own abilities uh, to uh, to just put the herd out. Um, so amidst this cybernetic revolt. We have a really interesting thing that happens that I don't, th you know, I, th I think a lot of people don't um, don't know about, which is that humanity was unable to suppress the Men of Iron's revolt, and in fact turned to uh, an alliance. Uh, and this sounds now that I'm saying it, it sounds very much like Lord of the Rings, but like um, a final alliance between the alien species of that time, uh, and it's heavily implied that the Eldar, who would have had this. Uh, high Empire um, was one of those allies uh, in in finally subduing the Men of Iron and defeating them. Now, obviously, in recent lore, uh, especially the Blackstone Fortress stuff, we have a, uh, Ur, um, uh, a single robotic being that has been hiding since the Cybernetic Revolt, which, just for the record, is like plus fifteen thousand years, and it's a really interesting. It's a really interesting potential that uh, this this event um, in in interstellar history uh, had such an impact on all of these races that they basically collectively outlawed AI. So Ur has been hiding as a result of the fact that humanity, even after the Age of Strife, the uh, and the takeover of the Emperor and the creation of the Imperium, as well as the Adeptus Mechanicus. Uh, that they have held on to this uh, shared trauma of of hating artificial intelligence. It's actually one of the things that human society holds on to even even more uh, uh, fright frightening than the notions of chaos, for example. Um, or I guess I mean even the tyrannids in in, re in more recent decades. So so what do we have? We have this we have this cataclysmic event. And I hypothesize that this might have also led to the Eldar. Uh, we know that the Eldar, uh, after the war in heaven um, between the Old Ones and the Necrons, uh, had artificial intelligent constructs that uh, did everything for them. At, at one point, the Eldar stopped fighting their own wars uh, and used uh, uh, Eldar AI. Um, these are not uh, wraith constructs because, uh, as some of you may know, wraith constructs are the uh, are basically um, robots that are being piloted by the soul of an Eldar trapped inside uh, a a a kind of a gemstone that fits all over their technology. Um, this might have been the moment where the Eldar started replacing AI uh, Eldar AI with this gemstone technology. Um, that's that's a pure hypothesis right there, but we but as you can see, the Eldar do not have true AI. They they use uh, they use gemstones for everything as much as humanity uses servitors uh, uh, to pilot um, everything from you know st star uh, spacecraft to cogitators on on ships and everything. Um, in short, after the cybernetic revolt, there is no AI. Um, and we have that as the status quo for 40K for about, uh, again, over 10,000 years. So, so what does that mean for the Tau? Well, the Tau were not part of this alliance. Uh, they, they probably, I mean, based on uh, their own timeline, they were, they were uh, less than uh, cave people. Perhaps they were their, their proto um, their proto uh, sentient form, uh, whatever that might have looked like, uh, but as as they themselves ha advanced into space uh, at around the first sphere, uh, the Earth cast starts creating Vesa. Um, the the Tau see a term for this is core Vesa, but as as we've learned, uh, there are Fio Vesa, uh, there are the Avatar. Uh, 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 beings that live inside of the crisis suit. So they are collectively known as VESA or uh, drone kin. So these, these, these constructs, without, without ever there being any mention of them being remote only 
or or uh, like limited to a shackled existence. Um, in, in real in, in real world terms, we have this uh, this idea that artificial intelligences will be shackled uh, in order to prevent them from uh, expanding too quickly their their uh, their influence. For example, in the internet, that's a that's a big thing that's happening right now. Um, in 40K for the Tau, there is no mention of this kind of uh, shackling. And so one has to assume that from the get-go, as soon as the Earthcast was able to make artificial intelligence, they just let it run rampant. Um, now, why that's interesting is, is that instead of having kind of your, term again, your Terminator or your uh, Matrix-like event, the drones... Are, are basically members of uh, the Tao Commonwealth. There is no indication that they're enslaved or that they're, that they're forced to do anything. In fact, when there are more drones in an area, they actually gain more computational power uh, and become more intelligent and are able to do uh, more and more complex things. Um, based on the avatar pr uh, protocol that the Firecast initiated against the Hrud, uh, we know that the the uh, the pilots of uh, of crisis suits, for example, can actually tap into the drone intelligence inside of their crisis suits and allow them to fight from afar. Now, this was this was necessary because the Hrud uh, have these kind of chronophagic weapons that uh, age biological matter matter really quickly, and so um, the Tower just you know losing. Um, uh, at a really, really high rate against one of their migrations uh, in recent history. So, so when we when when we when we marry that to the idea that the Tao, uh, especially the Firecast, believe that it is their duty to do things, like the, the Tao put themselves in harm's way uh, as almost like a point of honor. Um, this has got to communicate as well to Tau artificial intelligence. Um, presumably, the Earthcast created AI, Tau AI, off of Tau neurological activity, brain activity, and, and culture. So the drones must be exemplifications of exactly what uh, a Tau of, of any, any number of the casts would be like. And so again, it creates this really unique, really, really incredibly alien concept that there is AI running around all over Tau space, in fact, beyond Tau space, because the Tau very often give drones and drone technology to races that they want to uh, open up trade agreements or non-aggression packs with, uh, or, or to expand their own culture. Um, the, the idea that these drones are willing participants is something that is uh, almost entirely unique, not just to the Tau, but as like a sci-fi concept uh, by itself. Um, now, to the outsider, um, especially uh, both in our Warhammer 40k community, uh, as much as in-game, you know, kind of in-universe logic, uh, this is just a damning and and you know borderline psychotic decision on behalf of the Tau to do. Um, the Deptus Mechanicus, for example, uh, as much as 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 much as regular guardsmen um, often make comment in Black Library novels uh, that they can they can feel an intelligence inside of a drone um, that the the the, there is something behind the lens of these of these constructs, and that it hates them. Um, that's been that's been a that's been kind of a consistent description. Um, but the fact that a human, you know, the fa fact that a human being is having uh, a kind of a, a, a preternatural or or a, an emotional response to these artificial constructs is something that I'm really hoping that they expand on. You know, perhaps in the next codex or or just in further uh, Black Library novels, um, but but again, it's it's building on this idea that the Tao do everything from a certain level of choice that that everybody is doing their part for you know the umbrella term of the greater good. But so are their machines, so are their, their, the participants inside of the Commonwealth. Um, 
And that in and of itself enters into this, what, I, what I'd like to get to today as a hypothesis is what it, what it means for an ideology like this to exist, um, where you have um, AI making the conscientious choice to be part of the community, um, to, to serve in the capacity of, let's say, a gun drone, but also like a farmer drone or a med drone or any, any of the different things that uh, we've seen, um, that, these, that these intelligences are, are not networked, are not enslaved, are not shackled, or, or, or have some kind of overarching protocol that forces them to do something, um, that these artificial intelligences are making the choice every single time to be a part of the greater good and to further the greater good. So as a quick hypothesis for, for everybody here, um, that would mean that when you, when you have your, your drones on the table, on the tabletop and you're playing a game, uh, and you've got a, uh, let's say a crisis suit that has two shield drones uh, that are within three inches. Uh, per my hypothesis and, and, and what I believe is going on is that every time somebody takes a shot at that crisis suit, that shield drone, uh, three things are happening. One, that shield drone completely believes in the technological superiority of the earth cast that has endowed it with a shield, a four plus invulnerable save. Um, that's the first thing that's happening. Complete faith that the shield inside of it is going to be able to withstand whatever's coming. Two, that it is diving in front of it, it, its friend or its colleague or its comrade uh, in order to save them. Um, that, that, gun, that that shield drone is moving in front of danger with the kind of uh, passion that perhaps a dog might have for its owner or or even just you know a fellow a fellow warrior um and that it and then the third thing that it's the job of a shield drone to do this this is the task the duty the mantle that it's been given uh in order to in, uh in, in order to further the 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 greater good but also to fulfill their their existence in life um and that's kind of incredible um because that's something that's shared throughout all, all of Tao kind, even in the, um, a little bit to a lesser extent in the enclaves because they promote individuality a little bit more, but the Tao don't look down on, you know, let's say, uh, well, in America, you know, teacher, the, the, you know, teachers are not uh, hi very highly respected in our society, uh, neither are janitors and things like that. You know, we even have this term for like menial labor, right? Um, that hierarchy of importance um, and what and what human beings determine is is important or not important or less important. Those values don't exist for the Tao. Every single person in Tao society has a function and has a place, and 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 that is respected. You know, something that I talked about uh, a couple episodes ago is you know we have this idea that there is you know la yui vrai um, l. Uh, and, and and that and and that basically, uh, much like humanity, that might have like private sergeant, lieutenant, captain. Um, there must be you know there there must be a value associated to that, and there's no indication that that is the case um, in, in in any of the lore that we have. The Tao cherish everybody's position uh, equally. Um, now, the exception, of course, being the ethereals. Um, where the ethereals are, are held in such a position of, of, of awe that it kind of uh, it kind of offsets this this uh, this culturalism, but continually everybody is making these choices and everybody is is living uh, kind of their best life in the position that they have. Now to bring it back to this the notion of artificial intelligence, uh, the drone. Is is doing the same thing. I think that every single Tau drone uh, goes through this this process of knowing its place, being honored that it has a place in the society, and is then in turn respected by the Tau around it. I don't think uh, I don't think a Tau thinks uh, a drone is a servant or a slave uh, or or a toaster. You know, um, I think I think the Tau look at their drones 
in almost the exact same way that that uh, you know that a canine unit might regard their 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 dogs. Um, they are part of the team. They're they're more than uh, they're more than you know what we would say an animal. That they uh, they are something uh, extremely valuable uh, valuable and um, and there's a personal relationship there. So so to give a little bit of uh, hard lore after some of that hypothesis. Um, the way that artificial intelligence works in uh, in the Earthcast and then and then by proxy the rest of society is that these basic intelligences are are both uh, effectively housed inside of a unit, and then that unit uh, presumably this is the the primary uh, central disk. Um, this disk can then uh, have multiple. Uh, multiple ports or uh, multiple roles that it, it then gets attached to. So conceivably, the intelligence, the sentient uh, factor is in that central disk. As more of the disks are attached or are, are in proximity, um, again, I think it's a, an area effect. I don't think it's um, I don't think it's something that's necessarily uh, you know, you have a drone on on Pluto and then you have a drone on Earth and they network together somehow. No, I think it's I think it's something that is much more, uh, much closer, but that intelligence again expands further and further to the point where it becomes uh, no different from uh, a regular towel, uh, or let's call it like a, a human uh, baseline. So, so with with that understanding, I'd like to then move into, as I said before, the hypothesis of of this episode which is uh, what happens when you get hundreds uh, or even thousands of these drones networked together. Um, now, it's not just uh, drone processor to drone processor. Uh, there are some aircraft, uh, specifically the modified Tiger Shark, uh, that actually has uh, an advanced networking device that, 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 mer that basically pairs uh, these, uh, the main processor to uh, a squadron of remoras. And, um, and it allows for uh, higher levels of coordination. Um, we also know that, that uh, regular Tau are able to tap into, uh, with, with, uh, into this network with drone controllers. Presumably that's a processor as well. But if you get thousands of these processor units, I think that what you get is potentially something that is, uh, is a higher form of artificial intelligence. Um, in AI communities, you would call this like the singularity, uh, the moment in which uh, an artificial intelligence uh, meets the human psyche and then surpasses it, right? Um, I think that potentially in the Tao lore's future, we might be, we might be tiptoeing towards something like that. And why that's a great thing is that one of the problems that's hap happening right now in ninth edition is, is that we're, we're, we're hitting a bunch of ceilings, right? Um, uh, you've got, you've got Gilliman returning. Uh, presumably you have uh, another uh, loyalist Primarch waking up. Uh, let's hope it's the lion. Uh, and then you've got, uh, and then you've got Abaddon who, and I've said this before, chaos is basically one their insurmountable task. We've, we've talked about this before. The idea that every faction has, has a goal uh, or a task that they can never succeed at. Um, chaos has definitely succeeded. And uh, if you look at the latest Gilliman books, um, the Nurgle demons have kind of, have also come to this conclusion that they're like, yeah, okay, we, you know, we, we did it. We, we, we chaos is everywhere. There's, there's madness and, and, and nonsense. Uh, and now we're going to move on to other realms of reality. So, so I think that, I think that chaos needs a new insurmountable task. Uh, the easiest one would be like, yeah, go to Terra and burn it to the ground. Um, Gilliman is obviously trying to keep the uh, Imperium together. Uh, the Eldar are waking up a, a death god um, and so on and so forth. The Tau don't really have that right now. The Tau have, uh, uh, the third sphere has basically kind of ground to a halt after less than a decade of expansion. Um, the fourth sphere just disappeared altogether just to come out uh, in the Nemyar Atoll. And the fifth sphere has reconnected the empire to the Nemyar. Uh, and, and now what? 
Uh, is it just going to be expansion? I hope not, because expansion, for the, for the sake of expansion, I mean, just there's not a lot there. But if we look at the timeline in which uh, presumably is still going on uh, after the, the big Games Workshop retcon, where we lost about 200 years, uh, in case you don't know uh, what that is, I'll, I'll put a link uh, showing uh, just showing the, the official Games Workshop comment on that. I mean, they, they basically republished a bunch of books. But, but if, we, if we are living in the timeline that I think we are, that means that Anva has recently been assassinated on Mughalath Bay. Um, we've had Exterminatus uh, inflicted on Tau for the first time uh, and, and, and in the form of the destruction of Mughalath Bay. Um, you have the, the Tyranids uh, effectively uh, growing in number. Uh, you have, the, uh, theoretically, the Enclaves are, are fighting a two-way war uh, between Tyranids and Orcs, and, and that's not getting any better. And now finally, in the Nemyar Atoll, um, obviously we don't know what happened with the, the giant Nurgle fleet that was on its way in, but, uh, but you, have, you have the Tau engaging with uh, the higher tier uh, 40k players. Um, you know, a guy like uh, Typhus uh, is just, uh, is just the fact that he's like, even presumably, I mean, we have that one piece of artwork where he's like picking up a Tau Fire Warrior and like crushing him. Typhus is a, is a scary guy. Um, amidst all of these things that are happening in our timeline, I would say that this is perfect for the AI factor that has been such a part of the 40k universe, the, the thing that everyone in the galaxy became afraid of after the Men of Iron, I think that this is a, a perfect opportunity for Tau artificial intelligence to make the leap, to, to jump to that matrix level of God AI um, uh, or, or the, the Skynet uh, Terminator uh, AI. But to to attach all of the things that I've talked about today, to, to put it under the umbrella that this is an artificial intelligence that has completely adopted the idea of the greater good, um, that would make the Tau a galactic level threat. Um, the Eldar would recognize that this is bad news coming. The Adeptus Mechanicus would flip out entirely, um, including Belisarius Call, who's actually uh, relatively close to the, the Tau right now, um, if, it's to be, if it's to be believed that he's on Sofa. Um, this would make the Tau uh, exceedingly dangerous because if you have an artificial intelligence that's, that's at that level of uh, you know, the matrix, um, it is going to be able to coordinate the Commonwealth in a way that that is, I mean, basic, you know, let, let's just use the term kind of like magic, you know, um, maximum efficiencies, maximum deductions of, of data, in, of incoming data. Uh, and more, and, and, and perhaps even more uh, frightening is that uh, if it's able to either construct a, a new type of drone controller, you're looking at drone technology uh, working hand in hand with the kind of conviction that the Tau and their allies have uh, working with like a kind of hive mind uh, that could be this uh, this god level AI. Um, what this what this could mean for the greater 40k universe is we finally get over uh, the stereotype of like of, of what just exists that that basically the Tau the only reason why the Tau exists is because the Imperium has decided not to like brush them away. Um, uh, perhaps you've seen me on some of the forums, but I'm always trying to counter this belief because. We've actually had one minor crusade in the form of the Damocles Gulf Crusade that initially attacked Dalith, as well as the much, much larger Mughalath Bay uh, Crusade um, that actually committed exterminatus. Um, we had an execution force unleashed um, on the Tau hierarchy, and, and only one casualty resulted, uh, well, one VIP casualty resulted in that, and that was Anva. And let's just face it, Anva, uh, We'll do an episode on Anva, but he just did not stop making mistakes toward the end of his life. Um, but if we suddenly introduce the idea that after all of that, that the Tau have weathered all of these assaults, 
for them to internally have a breakthrough in which instead of having uh, this idea of a supreme ethereal, which was clearly a bad idea, um, uh, on Anva is is not is not a very good example of a of a of a supreme leader. In fact, the Tao shouldn't even really have a supreme leader. It should be uh, a series of councils that determine everything, um, you know, on, on the granular level of a sept. For there to be the invention, creation, or the discovery of an AI that is suddenly able to manifest the greater good from the perspective of, uh, a, 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 of, a, of a digital being, the Tao might complete, like, might completely embrace just as much as they embrace drones. They could completely embrace a, uh, you know, a matrix level AI. Whereas humanity, you know, you immediately have any conversation with anybody about uh, AI, and you'll get like, well, you know, we have to, we have to stomp it out before, uh, before it takes over. Uh, we have to, you know, we have to do something to contain it. You know, humans are even in the real world are very frightened of, of AI. And, I, and, and the Tao, based on all of the research and information that I have, the Tao absolutely don't. So if they adopt this, this creation, uh, this, this digital creature, um, we kind of get four things out of it. One, we, we get a true, uh, very Tao-flavored, quote-unquote, God. You know, uh, we, get, we get this being that is able to do uh, things on a level that, you know, the only, the only comparison is... Uh, you know, perhaps one of the elder gods, if if, uh, if the chaos gods are too are too big. Um, two, we get we get something completely alien coming out of left field, but it actually still exists within the context of Warhammer 40k. Um, it's often been mentioned in the early codexes that uh, that humanity thinks of the Tau uh, as a truly insidious threat for the two reasons that one, people people actually want to be uh, part of the Commonwealth. There's no, uh, you know, genetic subversion that you get with gene stealer cults. There's no like promise of power with chaos cults. People just legitimately want to be a part of the, of the Tao uh, way of life. Um, probably because they don't, you know, they don't force you to eat corpse starch and so on. But, but the second thing is that they have AI and they have unbridled, unshackled AI just running around. That's always been one of the reasons why humanity is, you know, thinks that, thinks that the Tao need to be eradicated. So that's the second thing. We, 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 we get this, we get a really good, a good feeling of like old fashioned hate um, that, that is what makes so much of the 40K universe run. Um, we, we get this new player on the field and you can do a ton of things with with uh, with something like a, a Tao AI god. Uh, you could get it um, wanting to become more aggressive. Uh, you could get it wanting to be a little bit more uh, manipulative. And 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 you know those people who really want grim dark Tao, you could you could get it now on the AI level, um, in which it's it's making deductions and conclusions uh, that that not even the you know not even the ethereal cast can pull off. And then finally, the this four, the fourth thing is that you you get you get get the opportunity for uh, the Tau to be linked to the rest of the forty k universe in a way that's not just another god. You know, everybody's getting a god these days. You know, Gork and Mork are, are showing up more often. Um, Gork and Mork used to be like really like abstract concepts in forty k, except now you know you've got you've got weapons named after them. Um, obviously, the Eldar gods are are coming back. Uh, the Catan gods might be even coming back. Uh, and so, you know, and so we, Black Library released, you know, uh, a couple of stories in which, in which, okay, find the Tao, get a, a greater good God. And it's, uh, it's made from all of the followers, like worshiping the greater good. And I think that me personally, I think that that's just, that's not enough, you know, especially because the Tao ultimately reject the notions of religion. So why not give them the, the ultimate, like, anti-religious, you know, God form uh, in the form of AI. And, and then this AI is kind of intrinsically linked to all of the other art attempts at artificial intelligence in Warhammer 40,000. Um, from the Iron Men uh, or the Men of Stone, depending on uh, what they're really about, uh, all the way up to and including uh, 
Call's facsimile. You know, uh, for, for those of you who don't know, uh, Call has a, a kind of a, a copy of himself that is a, a bunch of networked brains and, and a machine spirit um, that, is, that is supposed to be his, his uh, uh, an exact replica of his psyche working with Gilliman while, while Call runs around doing all sorts of uh, techno heresy. Um, and he's been surprised recently because it seems like this, uh, this version of himself, this copy of himself wants to be the fabricator general. Um, and that's something that Call doesn't want at all. Uh, and so the, a lot of people uh, think that this is this is hinting at um, uh, this being becoming artificially intelligent as well and, and, and wanting self-determination. So so it so a tau AI would be linked to all of these things and and would be able to pull off uh, all of the you know kind of impossible mind bending things that an AI is able to do because it is so, so far advanced in, in, in terms of just regular people's psyches. And it would finally really legitimize the threat that the Tao uh, have, not just to humanity, because I, I brought up the Eldar earlier on. Um, it would, I mean, you could even say that perhaps it's a threat to the Necrons. Um, but, but I think that it's, I think that it would be really cool for something like this to happen to the Tao. Um, and it would be really flavorful and be within the lines of their initial design. Um, so that's, so again, this is our, our first episode for, for season two. And we've, uh, I've been talking for uh, about 30 minutes. And what I'd love to do is kind of incorporate uh, those that are here into, uh, into a small uh, discussion uh, that we can do for the next uh, 20 minutes. Um, but what do people think? About about a Tao AI and 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 is this just poppycock? Uh, Redrix, have have you uh, do you think anything about this? Um, the first thing I'd like to I just found I'm not sure if we've already talked about it, but on the whole retcon, there was the note in Kill Team that apparently the Force Sphere expansion is just doing normal things right now. Um, so that that's a side note, but. As for the AI, it's definitely a possibility, especially with how Ghost Kill pilots as well, you have their AIs not just being, because normal drone AIs, just like one drone is equivalent to a squirrel, is, is what it's what it's described to. But Ghost Kill pilots, there's been many inst or like mentions of it that they form a, it's pretty equivalent to a Talisera bond with their AIs of their suits as well as their stealth drones. Um, so even if you think if you just had those stealth drones networked together, you the potential to elevate themselves to that level of the Tau AI you were talking about wouldn't be unlikely at all. Yeah, and and we do know that a bonding uh, a bonding relationship is not exclusive to uh, Tau um, within their own within their own caste or even their own species. Uh, a Talisera uh, was formed between a water caste envoy and his Guela a human uh, bodyguard. Um, I guess I should say Guevessa. So yeah, no, it's. And now, and you're right. And with the introduction of the ghost keel artificial intelligence being kind of closely bonded to its pilot, yeah. Again, I don't think that there is. I don't think that the Tau are able to really differentiate between uh, between people working together. Like they're all they're all in it together. There's no. Uh, there's not the, the biological factor doesn't really really come in keep talking about it then i think that something that was brought up with, uh, with with a couple other members of the community is well then where where does artificial intelligence for for uh the tau begin and end uh there's been a couple mentions of like uh like there uh the the shipboard rail guns that like um a spacecraft or a manta fires uh has a drum has an intelligence inside of it uh that is able to navigate the round uh, using these fins. Now, I have no idea how that works. Uh, 
space magic. Because, like, yes, but it, well, I mean, like a railgun. Like I, I imagine, like uh, like a sabot round. But apparently, there's you know in the description, uh, a, there, there, there's a, there's a, there's a drone that's like navigating it um, uh, to an ideal target. So is it uh, like also, the uh, what the things the hive guard shoot, where they're basically shooting bugs that fly towards the target? Yeah, 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 right, exactly. Um, but then, you know, of course, there's there's like uh, the broadside smart missile system, where uh, the missiles are de are are described as having a drone intelligence in them. Uh, in uh, in Firewire, there was a uh, this this thing that Kais used, which was basically like a, like a little drone explosive device that that flew at uh, at a bunch of uh, Imperial guardsmen and blew them up. I don't think that these devices are true AI. But, you know, again, if you want to get into like Grimdark, uh, perhaps these drones have embraced that their lot in life is to destroy the enemies at the sacrifice of themselves. I think that that's stretching it a little bit, uh, creating something that, that concludes that suicide is its lot in life is just, is kind of like, that that just feels a little too uh, human. Forty k. Yeah, exactly. I think that there are degrees of AI, and uh, level one is uh, is one of the is a gun drone. You know, um, so a couple people have come up. Uh, I'm just going to go through uh, who raised their hand first. Okay. Uh, hello. Um, I'm bringing up something. The Tao and the AI have such a close relationship with AI. So we kind of describe it as sort of like a parent to child sort of thing. Or so it's got... I, yeah, I think I think parent to child might be a little bit too personal. Uh, too, too, yeah, too too personal. Um, I think I think uh, uh, more of a, a like uh, owner to to owner to dog is a good is a good way of uh, of comparing the the relationship between uh, drones and Tau. Um, yeah, I just kind of had this scenario like like. You know, let's just say something unlikely happened. The Imperium managed to like crush the Tau or whatever. Oh, and I'm oh, sorry, managed to crush the Tau or whatever. And but their drones are kind of left behind somehow. Survive. Sure. sure. I kind of, I kind of got this down to this now. Like, what if the drones just like you killed our creators? Now we're gonna come after you. Sure, sure. And, and there's no reason why there there couldn't be room for that. Uh, in uh. You know, you you could create all all different types of narrative uh, hooks. You know, there was a there was something that was written a long time ago about how you know somebody was like, why don't we just have drone armies? Like, why do why did the Tau bother fighting at all? And it was it was during my research of this episode that I came across the fact that the Eldar, uh, during the high point of their own empire and, and their civilization, they gave up fighting. Like like fighting uh was was conducted through their their artificial constructs their ai and if you look at i mean and if the eldar are a cautionary tale and i'm not saying that the tau know this but i think that if the eldar are a cautionary tale that it seems like perhaps the the creators of of, of warhammer 40,000 who you know are are were as nerdy or if not even nerdier than the people here um you know probably went really hard on like Roman history. And a lot of historians, especially historians from the 80s and the 90s, um, a lot of historians believed that the reason for the decline of the Roman Empire, and this is this is not this is not just the Romans, a lot of historians think this about all sorts of declined civilizations, is that once you stop fighting your own battles, once you once you hire out, once you once you get auxiliary armies to do all your fighting for you, there's something like that edge, whatever it was that like got you out of the cave or got you off of the plains and put you into a city and, and, and taught you, you know, th that basically the hardships of life gives, gives a, a culture uh, an edge to stay alive. Like that part of, part of staying alive uh, is also flourishing, you know, um, that once the Romans basically sat back and let other people do everything for them, that's basically when the decline started. And certainly that's the case with the Eldar, where once they started focusing entirely on their decadence uh, and, and literally using their technology to create sub-dimensional realms so that they could just like party even harder, 
uh, once they started doing that, yeah, that that was the end of the Eldar Empire. The Tau, and again, the Tau are so interesting because they feel like an older race. Like, yes, they're you know they're always described as young and vibrant and new and naive and all of this stuff, but in the Tau timeline, the Tau faced their own extinction uh, in uh, during the age of the Montal. Um, they 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 were brought to the the very cusp of self annihilation, and as a species, as a reaction to that experience, they united. Now, the the ethereal showing up at Fiotan. I know that a lot of people treat that like as a historical fact, but it's a myth. It's it's and if anything, it's a creation myth. We don't actually know what happened during that time period. But what we do know is that what came out of it was a united people that divided themselves into castes, dedicated themselves to singular causes in the same way that you might say that somebody who experienced extreme trauma suddenly realizes what their life is about and dedicates themselves to, to one thing. You know, um, I, think that that, I think that that is what the Tao are uh, from, from like a from a, not just a sociological perspective, but also from like a flavor perspective. The Tao don't wonder who they are. They know exactly who they are. And, and I think that that, I think that that really plays a part in all of these hypotheticals. And it should, it really should, you know? Um, and if you look at even the deviancy of Farsight, Farsight is just a guy who, who basically saw the galaxy for what it was and has dedicated himself to trying to like, uh, quote unquote, solve 40K, uh, of course, which is impossible. Um, but yeah, um, I think I went on a little tangent, Black Comet, I apologize. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Yeah, it's mostly just like, kind of, I thought came to me because like, if that ever happened, the drones will, Pretty much retaliate not out of some cold logic, but out of genuine grieving or whatever. Yeah, um, uh, grieving. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't think Tau are uh, Tau drones are cold. You know, when when you think cold logic, you think like uh, Ur, right, from Blackstone Fortress. Like he's got yeah. a very like like Necrons, and and you could say Necrons are actually biological life forms, not not really uh, AI, uh, but definitely the robots of the Adeptus um, Mechanicus are just. A series of ones and zeros. I think that I think that I think the Tau drones are actually uh, oh, they're like you know they're like dogs. Yeah, essentially, I think what would happen with famous would be you ever play Mass Effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 time the carrier guy be seen on the planet. Like, what are you? <laughs> you killed our mother and father and friends. You yeah. die now. <laughs> I mean, oh, I was just gonna say it would end up being very much like a dog protecting its owner in that case. Like if if the Tau was killed or something, the dog's gonna be like, uh, and maybe the Tau the drone even feels sad, like griefs for the loss yeah. of their. Yeah, I mean, they get smaller when they network together. So yeah. you know, I imagine that if enough of them network together and saw the entire Tau, including the auxiliaries that they like. Even some of the humans always get killed all by the Imperium or what faction. I imagine they'll have they'll essentially towns I mean drones don't sleep, eat, so they probably could do what the Earth Cats can will be can do times a thousand. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be it'd be an interesting short story of like uh, you know perhaps all of the Tau on a ship uh, die for some reason and the only the only beings left are are drones? Uh, what do they do? You know, um, there's definitely a, a lot of food for thought. I'm gonna let Joyous uh, go, and then rambling, I'll I'll invite you back up. Uh, thank you, Black Comet. I'm, I'm gonna put you back in the audience. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, this is a quick question. Um, so, with the introduction of drones and AI, I don't ever remember seeing any type of physical drone in the shape uh, in the shape of a humanoid, or that sort of thing. Yeah, that's that's actually really interesting. Um, so so I've I've thought a little bit about this, and th this is kind of this is taking 
you know, A and M facts and kind of marrying them together. And so I don't know if it works entirely, but okay. So you've got, oh, I'm sorry, I'm echoing on you, Joyce, uh, if you wouldn't mind muting. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so again, going back to this idea that everything that the Tao do is from a, a, a place of the community, uh, the herd mentality. Um, and I am very much a believer that the Tao evolved from herd creatures uh, because they uh, are mentioned a couple times uh, as evolving from bovid. Uh, you know, they have they have multiple stomachs, things like that. So, so if we think of we if we think of the herd mentality, not in a human way. Usually, when humans say herd mentality, they mean you know you I mean, use the word sheeple. You know, um, but like, but if we think of the herd mentality as a positive, then individuality becomes uh, the sin. It, 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 it comes uh, with the same connotations of the, the idea of sheeple, you know? Uh, being an individual amongst the Tao is actually like, I'm sure it definitely happens, and there are definitely individuals uh, who exemplify these ideas of uh, being outliers. Uh, on she is one of them. Uh, Kais is, is, is definitely one of them. Um, Farsight to a lesser extent, because as I've, I've gotten used to uh, his re uh, the research around him, um, he's actually, he's just, he's part of a smaller herd. And he puts that in front of uh, a lot of his decision-making. Um, but, but if we look at, if we look at uh, someone like Anshi, for example, um, the individualism that comes around him is that he is aggrandized by the firecast. The firecast uh, in all of Anshi's lore, uh, they they just think he's amazing, you know. Um, and uh, the reason why Anshi, for example, is such an incredible uh, close combat fighter is that he spent uh, a whole, you know, a, a bunch of time training uh, with with fire warriors. Um, again, more evidence that, that the firecast has martial arts. But anyway, so but being being aggrandized is actually a bad thing uh, in, 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 the, uh, in Tao society. And placing yourself above the rest, uh, even, even, even to an extent like the ethereals, the ethereals aren't supposed to be individually uh, placed on a pedestal. As a whole, the cast is. Um, the fire warriors aren't really supposed to put the weight of like success on a on a chasseau, for example, the chasseau is responsible for coordinating uh, a coalition or or a cadre uh, to accomplish a task. Um, heroism is obviously something that's very much cherished by the Tao, but but singling out people every time they do it, it kind of ends badly. And I think that that's because their society is just not designed to do that. Um, for the same reasons you could say that like humanity struggles with notions of like uh, socialism or communism. Like it's very difficult for the, for human beings to give up their individual self and serve a greater good. It's, it's just, it's just hard for us for whatever reason. And I think it's the exact reverse for the Tao. For the idea that a Tao Earthcast scientist uh, makes a drone in the image of the Tao I think that that's actual, that would actually be kind of like, a, I, I use the word sin, you know, to, to, uh, to basically take the Tao form and think that another sentient creature uh, like the Vesa uh, should look like the Tao. That's guilty of the, of the sin of pride, you know? And if you look at the drone from, from you know, retroactively, through, you know, who knows why the design is the way that it is, but it's a circle, you know, and a circle is is one of the most fundamental shapes uh, in nature, and and uh, some some argue that it's you know it's the perfect shape, um, and it really makes sense that the drones are uh, utilitarian in this way, and and that's why I think that there are no examples of like bipedal humanoid drones. Perhaps there will be one at, at some point, um, but I think that as of right now, based on my own deduction that would be why it would be an Earthcast scientist wouldn't want to do that. Um, I, that think if, your... I think if they were to have a humanoid body, it would be the Earthcast being, here's your materials. If you want to do this, design it yourself so you can have the body you want. 
Yeah, that could be really cool. And that that might yeah, line up with like the the AI. The if if we do the hypothetical, the massive AI, that would very much be maybe it uses some other form that just is alien because but there's also since it's made from the original tau neurons it it may just want to look like a tau which that's its choice at some point there could be at some point it may have been offered the option to have a humanoid form by the tau for whatever reason but maybe some kind of ai or network ai thought it was incompatible with what their functions or what they want to do for the greater good so really that's a really good point yeah, both both of those are really awesome uh, perspectives on the same uh, kind of idea. Uh, I love the idea that it, that perhaps the first Earthcast scientist who you know realized they had unlocked artificial intelligence, the first thing they said was, "Is you know what would you like to look like?" And the and the drone designed itself. That would you know? be cool. That's, yeah, I mean that kind that of would could be awesome. <laughs> it's it's like uh, just going through like a character selector. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, thank you, Joyce. Um, I'm gonna invite. Uh, I'm gonna invite Rambling up. Hopefully, it works this time. Uh, Rambling, you there? Uh, you're muted. There we go. Did it work? Yes, it worked. Welcome. So. The thing that hit me when we were back, you were mentioning a, a god machine, possibly, that the Tau would build. Mm-hmm. The, the thing that hit me, that's sort of an idea, I, I guess you could almost call it a retcon, would be, what if they built this god machine to kill that Tauva god accident they created, and that's what puts the Tau on the map as a threat? And that they have this god machine that's slowly building up over time that, assuming, of course, the chaos gods don't obviously try to screw around with it, of course, it could solve the chaos problem. Quotation marks. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so to riff a little bit off of that, um, okay, so going into 30k, the only thing that can kill warp entities are very specific weapons um, or very specific uh, powers. Like, so for example, the emperor uh, and his sword, uh, that, that can permanently kill uh, a demon, right? Like, and by permanently kill, typically when demons corporeal, corporeal forms uh, degrade to a certain extent, um, like by getting shot to pieces, um, the 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 soul or the uh, the entity's essence goes back into the warp. Now, when it goes back into the warp, if it's not strong enough, it will just constantly be consumed, uh, regurgitated, and consumed again by other uh, by other warp beings. Um, it's it's very much like uh, like a primordial soup, where where if you're not able to hold on to your intelligence, you 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 become matter for another demon so that's one of the reasons why demons really don't want to die you know they want to they want to stay in reality because they get to be they get to have a uh, a, a a sense of self they get to um, be they get to be um to one of the problems with the idea of the greater good god and i've recently heard a theory that it is like some kind of zinchian plot or something like that which which could actually work um but the reason why i don't think that chaos is compatible at all with the tau is that the tau are just ultimately going back to you know their notions that the, their version of society but also even their biology they are just not compatible with what chaos has become chaos has really you know humanity is the usb port for chaos like they can just do everything together um, to a lesser extent, the Eldar, really the Eldar are just uh, a fantastic buffet uh, because they're not, you know, there's rumors of Chaos Eldar, but let's be perfectly honest. I mean, the number of Chaos Eldar could be like 10, you know, um, and then every and then and then there are lesser alien societies uh, like the Galg, for example, who are who potentially are slowly degrading because they're 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 being they're being influenced by Chaos entities. but 
The reason why the greater good God thing just doesn't work is that it's never going to threaten Tao society. Um, and if we just end up, uh, I don't know if anybody saw Mutanto's uh, recent uh, uh, STL files, uh, the, the, his chaos Tao, they, they look super cool, but unless you're gonna go that route and just make like full blown chaos Tao, I just don't see it ever becoming that big of a deal. I just, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, there's no, there's, there's, I guess it, it. it's like a, it's like a Rubik's cube, you know, like it just, you could solve it, but the only thing you're going to end up with is a, is, is a, is a cube with different colored sides. Like it's not going to be, it's not going to unlock and give you something even, even cooler, which I, when I was growing up, I definitely thought that that was at the center of a Rubik's cube. Like, Oh, you get like, you know, magical key. Anyway, not not gonna talk about my childhood, but uh but when it comes to just the 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 greater good God, I just don't see it working. If if you created an artificial intelligence which was somehow going to hunt down the greater good God, again, and I don't think that it's a bad idea rambling. I just there are so many hurdles that you're gonna have to get over. In, or, in order for it to be inside of the 40K universe because the AI would have to be able to come up with some kind of uh, God-killing weapon, you know? And all of the God-killing weapons, at least the ones that we've seen so far in 30K, are all like ancient, you know, even older archaic weapons that, that stretch back millions of years back uh, and, you know, and are super arcane, you know? And I just don't see uh, an AI coming to that conclusion. Maybe if they uh, if the AI was like, uh, cool, let's get some of this blackstone and and seal up the the warp. Sure, I, I could see that uh, working, but that's kind of the Necrons. That's in the Necrons lore. That's that's their insurmountable task uh, to to stitch uh, the Great Rift with blackstone. Um, but that's just my thoughts. I mean, what do you, what, what do you think? Uh, I understand what you I understand what you're saying. I was just remembering from uh, I, I can actually say something. No, I'm not insulting. Uh, mm -hmm. I remember from reading some of the old uh, you were mentioning 30K there. There was an AI on Mars that mm -hmm. they managed to bring back online that using the fact that it was a pure logic machine with its soul was completely focused on logic. It purged Mars of a chaos infection that was going to eradicate the archives there. So it made me think, oh, it's not religious belief, but what if it, the literal joke of a logic engine that thinks demons into non existence the way that some Forge worlds use their logic as a weapon to literally bludgeon demons back into the warp? Huh. I, I was not. Uh, do you do you uh, do you remember which book that's from? I am definitely going to have to look for that because I know it's real and I had it in a bookmark in my robot listing back in the day. Uh -huh. I will definitely bring that up for you. Yeah, no, that sounds okay. I didn't I didn't realize that uh, there was. Uh, I didn't realize you could bludgeon warp entities with logic. But yeah, okay. If that. Uh, then, yeah, then I would totally be open to uh, something like that. Okay, I was going to say, I'm not saying something like this would, like, look at Nurgle and Nurgle would suddenly turn into a flea or something, but it, this this entity that you're about, if it's still in the crib, the idea of this AI, like, slaughtering a god while it's still trying to form, that would put a eyebrow, I, I guess, trying to think of... There was something you mentioned before about the Tau didn't get their fate given to them. They made it themselves. In this case, this god that was supposedly be forming in the warp to become a greater good entity is suddenly crushed by a god the Tau made for themselves. They rejected this warp existence for something they made of their own creation. Uh, you're, you're kind of breaking up a little bit, but, but, but just, just in case... Uh, uh, just in case it needs to be repeated, that uh, Rambling was just saying um, that what if the Tao basically created uh, a, a god that was able to um, basically disprove the 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 uh, greater good god in the warp right now that was created by the auxiliaries? I'm rambling. I think your your microphone might be failing. It's like the anti checkmate atheist. Apologies about that. I wonder if it's the battery. Yeah. 
yeah, it, it literally it's the first thing that came to mind yeah no that's really good stuff that's really good stuff rambling i i uh i really i really like that and and absolutely yeah find out uh find out which book uh that was in and we'll definitely uh we'll definitely put a link um thank you so much uh and and for and for uh accomplishing the the technical difficulties um, i'm really happy that you were able to bring that up i'm going to put you back in the audience um would anybody like anything uh would anybody like to say anything else before we kind of wrap this up we've been going for about an hour i'd like i'd love to keep uh the episodes to that but if anybody has anything else they'd like to say great um well thank you so much uh for coming to uh this new uh season two um i hope that we can uh we can keep going in this in this uh in this style and and start bringing a couple more uh hypotheticals to the fore please don't uh hesitate the the whole purpose of project Tau is to is to benefit the community so um yeah just message me or redrix and uh, we'll take it from there Hey everybody, so in light of some of the things that have been going around on the internet, we just wanted to make sure that it's very clear that this podcast is in no way affiliated with Games Workshop or any of their copyright. Um, This is entirely fan-made, and we do so for the benefit of the community. Um, Join us next week, and don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow us. If you uh, are interested in joining our part of the community, you can come to the Discord channel, Tau40.000. We all look forward to seeing you there. It's a good, it's a good place, especially if you want to argue about Tau blood color. <laughs>